Welcome to the Blonde Body Podcast, where we talk all things wellness, health, fitness, faith, femininity, and beauty. Whether we are talking simple tips, tricks, and hacks, or major life changes, I'll walk with you through it all. We talk about following our intuition, but also looking to the experts to make our lives better. For the woman who wants to level up her life, develop meaningful relationships, her partner, her friends, herself, and God. This is the podcast for you. Welcome, and thank you for joining us. Hello, hello. Welcome back to this episode of the Blonde Body Podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous January so far. We're about halfway through the month. I hope you've been having a warm January. I feel like it's been pretty mild here in Indiana. Please don't mind my dog who always decides to come in and check on me whenever I start speaking to someone and or myself when recording. Um, So he's just going to sit here and chill with us. But I am sitting here with my heated blanket, a cup of tea, um, of course, a kombucha as well, and a wine glass. Just like to set the vibe and have it be kind of a relaxing thing when I'm chit-chatting on the podcast. But I did want to mention something interesting today. Went to the farmer's market and found um, this guy who is just obsessed with mushrooms. It's called Muncie Mushrooms and they sell at kind of local farmers markets. And shout out to him. He really kind of did a good job of explaining and just kind of dropping some some crazy facts to me about what these mushrooms are and what they do. And he was talking about how mushrooms are more closely related to animals than they are to plants. Because I said, I think it's crazy that, you know, people always think of mushrooms as vegetables, but they're not vegetables. They're a total, totally different kingdom. And he said, yeah, they're actually closer related to animals. And he told me about this like fascinating documentary because I said, you know, how did you get into this? And he said that he watched this fascinating documentary or studied under the sky and, um, it is pretty fascinating. I started watching it. It's on Netflix and it's called something like fantastic fungi. Let me look. Yeah, it's, it's, um, fantastic fungi. Just fascinating. Like I know I've, um, not going to lie. There's been times when I've left things in my fridge before. I think we left like a thing of strawberries in the fridge for too long or maybe it was like in a jar, it was something in a jar and I opened it up and I was like, that is actually amazing. The mold grew so fast and so like, it looked so intricate and like artwork, which usually mold freaks me out. Not going to lie. We had mold in our house for, um, for a while before we realized we did some black mold, which can be pretty dangerous, but just amazing things to learn more about, um, you know, the, the earth and healing properties of some of these natural substances. And 
I feel like whenever I am scared of something or, you know, kind of turned a blind eye to it, it starts to kind of be more lofty in my brain. So something like that mold, like if it were to freak me out and like, Ooh, I don't want to touch like a strawberry that has like a speck of mold on it. Um, which I'm pretty sure they all have kind of mold in this documentary. They were talking about how we are constantly inhaling these spores, which is freaky to think about, but the more you learn about it, it almost seems like the less scared you are because you're a little bit more educated and you kind of have a better grasp on what to be scared of and what not to be. So anyways, I got some lion's mane and had a little bit before recording. So it's supposed to have some cognitive benefits. Um, also really supposed to be good for like anxiety. So if you're struggling with anxiety um, or you know, you're just kind of wanting a little bit of a health boost. I think it helps your immune system a bit. So it's super interesting. Look more into it. Also, you can always check out pretty much. Um, I've seen that he hops around to different farmers markets, but check out Muncie mushrooms. So that was totally off topic, but today I have a new episode that is in, um, good, the bad, and the beauty. So if you're new here, this is an episode where I touch on something good that I've really been loving, something we'll say bad that I'm trying to kind of phase out of my life, and then something beauty related that I've become obsessed with trying to implement into my life or something similar. So the first thing that I have is the good this week, and that is kind of um, adopting this thing that seems to be kind of trendy, which is a dry or damp January. Not going to lie. When I first heard of dry or damp January, I thought they meant, um, little to no snow or rain, but no, this is talking about alcohol. Um, so adopting kind of a dry January would be super beneficial for many different reasons, but it's also, I feel like the most beneficial reason for it is just to evaluate how is alcohol serving you in your life? You know, you're not going to say, I'm going to completely cut out alcohol for the rest of my life, but just kind of evaluating like, hey, can I go to a social occasion and not drink and feel okay about myself? Can I go to um, a dinner with a bunch of friends and order, you know, like a, a sparkling water and just be fine with it and have just as much fun? Or am I using alcohol as a crutch? You know, there's there's a lot of things that alcohol does to our brain. And one of my favorite people that I listen to regularly on Instagram and his reels is Dr. Amen. And he kind of talks about alcohol, um, marijuana, you know, food, how these things like caffeine as well, how all of these things affect our mental health. And he's a psychiatrist, so he kind of talks about it from that angle. But just kind of evaluating is alcohol serving me? You know, we can kind of get swept up in everyone's drinking and I know I always felt that alcohol made me feel more anxious and, you know, if I'd have more than like a drink or two, I'd, it's like this, this curve of diminishing return for me where I start to be more and more anxious. Um, so I found that when I had to cut out alcohol for this autoimmune protocol that I'm doing, I really found, wow, I was kind of just drinking because you know, we went out for drinks and that's what we do. And there's plenty of places actually in Indiana, Indianapolis kind of area that are really kind of leaning into this. I mean, there's actually a non-alcoholic bottle shop 
as well as I believe there's going to be a non-alcoholic like cocktail lounge, um, kind of like in the Hamilton County of in- Indiana, um, Hamilton County area. But I feel like the best solution for these would be, you know, finding places where they serve non-alcoholic drinks. And I mean, you can always get like a, you know, a soda water with lime and just drink it with the small straw if you don't want anyone to notice. But um, these these places that sell non-alcoholic wine or non-alcoholic cider or beer, I feel like that's a great way of, you know, I can still go out with my friends and I can still be a part of the social occasion because having community is such a huge part of health that a lot of people don't talk about. Sometimes when we decide to eat healthier or not drink or get more sleep, we can start to kind of, you know, disregard the health benefits of having a community around us. And Mind Pump talked about some sort of study that was done where not having a community around you can be just as as detrimental as smoking a pack a day or something like that. And I believe it. If you feel like you're lonely constantly and you're isolating yourself, there's nothing good that's going to come from that. So you definitely don't want to do that in the attempt of become a little healthier by not drinking. But find these places, seek them out. They, you know, supply and demand are, are real drivers of, you know, if these places um, you're asking for the non-alcoholic wine, these places are going to want to carry it more because more and more people are asking for it. So, um, yeah, and a lot of them, they, they realize that these health-conscious people aren't really the ones that like sugar bombs. So most of the mocktails aren't just, you know, a, I'm trying to think of a drink, um, you know, like a margarita minus the tequila. A lot of these, they actually will um, use these spirits where they have a lot of health benefits, whether it be like adaptogens or something in them. And you're kind of paying for the experience as well. So those health benefits in those kind of spritzers, the, um, the botanicals, the, those kinds of things. So check them out. I feel like this is a great time to do it. I feel like a lot of the time in, in winter, we can just kind of think that the only thing to do is to go out to a bar, but alcohol has its place and you know, it's, it's not evil. It's something that should be used in moderation. But if you realize that I'm just drinking just because that's what I've always done, maybe try to cut it out for, for a couple weeks or a month or even a couple months and see how you feel and maybe just see how you're, um, how dependent you are on it. So for the bad, this is something that I'm trying to phase out of my life or I've already phased out and kind of seen the benefits from. And this is something that I never really thought of when eating healthy, um, I don't know why it just wasn't something that my mind really went to, um, until I actually started reading Max Lugavere's book and listening to his podcast, the genius life. One of my favorite podcasts of all time. Um, mind pumps, probably my favorite one, the skinny confidential, and then probably genius life, but just the way he delivers the information is so easily digestible and, um, for even just kind of lay people that just want to make their, their life a little bit better. And he talks about these great brain foods, you know, his mom died of Alzheimer's and he really is trying to prevent that and kind of spread awareness with it. But he talks about, you know, the dangers of cooking with, um, 
these Teflon pans, these nonstick pans, and you know, you're basically eating that, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's cancerous. You're basically eating the plastic and the flecks that come off. And I remember cooking with this nonstick like griddle that we had and thinking, I don't remember putting pepper in my food. And that is just so number one, nasty, but number two, toxic. And that can build up your, build up in your gut and cause all sorts of problems. So this leads me to the bad, which is cooking and microwaving and storing and eating off of plastic. If you can focus on one thing at a time, this would probably make the biggest difference. If you don't swap out your pans for, you want to cook with cast iron, ceramic, um, and stainless steel. But if you don't want to do that, if that's too big of a, a deal for you, just start to slowly swap out your Tupperware that's plastic and stained because you had, you know, spaghetti sauce in it or curry in it, just swap those out with glass. And I know glass is, is kind of difficult to deal with. Um, it's not as forgiving if you are putting dishes away quickly. I get it. Um, you could also use, there's some, um, like stainless steel ones, but I don't like those because you can't microwave them. And I will say I have not phased out of my microwave yet. I know there's a lot of people that are very against microwaves kind of in this space, but that's something that I have yet to dive into. So I still use my microwave daily, but using glass is just number one, it's going to last longer. It's going to be cheaper in the long run, and it's going to be so much better for your health. Um, maybe if you have kids or something, you could use the stainless steel if they're just bringing their lunch to school, um, and they don't have access to a microwave or something, but having the glass containers over the plastic just makes all the difference in the way that your food tastes. And you don't have that moment where you look at the bottom of the Tupperware and you can see the lines from where your knife hit and you realize if that line took out a chunk of plastic, I ate that at some point. So just like when we were talking about the tea bags in the episode that I did with Wild Sage, this is like a bigger problem than tea bags because tea bags, it's it's going to be small microplastics. The Tupperware that, and I'm saying Tupperware, just that's the brand name. It's kind of like how I say Kleenex over tissue, but I'm saying as a general rule for all of these companies, whether it be Pyrex, Tupperware, whatever that has plastic containers. Um, and I'm even saying this for like plastic bags. So you really want to move more towards glass. Um, and like I said, it's an investment, but it's really going to last you a lot longer. We used to use different Tupperware every, you know, like every six months we'd get new ones. And now we've had the same ones for about a year. And I mean, if I forget it somewhere, I will go and get it, you know, like you realize that it's more of an investment, but they were not crazy expensive. It was something like maybe $20 per thing, but we got big, big ones. Um, like we wanted to be able to batch cook food and store it in these containers. So I want to say they're like six or eight cups, maybe even eight or 10 cups. And they're fabulous. They're from um, Pyrex and they have a red lid that snaps on. Um, and the, the lid's plastic, but 
I always take the lid off to, um, to microwave and I'm not eating off of the lid. So, you know, you win some and you lose some, but that would be the second one, the bad trying to phase that out. Like I said, it could be something small just when you're going through and decluttering and, you know, you realize that you don't have a lid for a certain piece of Tupperware or something, toss that out, maybe get a different new one and start to slowly phase out the plastic cups, plastic plates, and use more like, again, glass. It's going to be awesome. I really like Longaburger. I think they're out of business, but I heard that they were coming back. They make really high quality um, glass plates, cups. Like, I mean, your mom probably knows that they are, but they're microwavable. They're oven safe. I mean, I have dropped the whole glass plate and it been fine. And I had them as a kid. We, I mean, I dropped um, I would drop bowls sometimes and they were fine. So they're awesome quality. I have, I have most of their stuff and, um, just didn't use it. It, it didn't seem as convenient to me. And now we've, we've really made the easy switch to just only using those. The last thing is the beauty tip, something that I've become obsessed with, and that is a humidifier. I know seems kind of random. What does it have to do with your beauty? But during the dry winter months, I mean, it's difficult to get, (laughs) to get hydration into your skin. I think I've talked about recently in an episode about how I feel like I drink less water in the winter. I'm less thirsty. Um, so having hydration, um, you know, when we're sitting inside, having our heated blanket on ourselves, um, the heater's on, we're not outside as much, you know, um, our skin can start to get super dry and sometimes lotion is not going to do it. Sometimes we have to actually have the moisture in our skin and having a humidifier by your bed while you sleep makes the world of difference. You're going to wake up with less cracking, you know, hands and heels, your body's going to feel a little bit more moisturized. You're, you know, um, a lot of people wake up with, um, you know, like stuffy noses or something like nasal congestion. It can help with that. Kind of like how, if you have a stuffy nose or something, you can put your head over a, um, hot steamy bowl of water with a towel over your head. Same, same kind of similar concept with having a humidifier by you. And like I said, just having the, your skin not be as dry and cracked and, you know, I feel like whenever my skin's kind of dry and cracked, I feel like I want to pick at it on my finger. So avoiding that from the start and getting it at the root is really going to help. So having a humidifier by your bed is really going to help with your hydration of your skin as well as your breathing and you're going to sleep deeper, which we all know that I love to get good sleep. So that is it for today. I hope you liked today's episode of the good, the bad, and the beauty. I hope you took some value away from this and please share this with a friend if you think that they'd like it. Have a great rest of your weekend and I hope you are living a happy, healthy, fabulous life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blonde Body Podcast. I hope you found this episode helpful and informative. Please share this with your friends, a family member, or anyone who you think that would benefit from today's message. Tune in next Sunday for a new episode as always. And thank you again so much for listening.